how is generative AI transforming the Salesforce App Exchange ecosystem? What strategies can ISVs employ to differentiate themselves in AI-driven market? How do ethical and compliance challenges shape AI integration in business applications? Welcome to Artificial Intelligence Innovations Meets App Exchange, the bi-weekly show that explores the impact of AI in the Salesforce ecosystem. I'm Jakub Stefaniak, Salesforce Certified Technical Architect and VP of Technology Strategy and Innovation at Akiva Labs, where we help App Exchange partners accelerate their adoption of the latest technologies and get the most out of their Salesforce partnership. In each episode, we sit down with leaders from App Exchange ecosystem to discuss the latest trends and innovation in AI, product development opportunities, and ethical considerations. Our goal is to address critical challenges faced by business, build a community of engaged professionals, and provide insights into the latest trends and innovation in AI to help you stay informed and ahead of the curve. So, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's dive into the world of AI and app exchange. Could you at the beginning introduce yourself and your role in app exchange ecosystem? Hey, Akub. Thank you for having me here. My name is Krishna Tata, and I've spent over close to a decade building products for Salesforce ISP partners that can be listed on Salesforce App Exchange. And I'm currently working at Google, heading up application engineering for YouTube's global partnership awesome. systems. Team. And you're, yeah, especially in terms of App Exchange, it's really impressive. More than 55 ISV products built and designed by you and over 100 products which more or less you supervise and your teams deliver, right? So it's a big part of App Exchange ecosystem. And I think your opinion on the current trends, so everything what we see during last half year in terms of AI and to be more specific, generative AI can be very interesting. So exactly looking on where we are, do you think it's already a revolution or kind of natural revolution of the dynamics in the marketplace? Uh, that's an interesting question. I think it is a natural evolution and there have been many organizations investing in AI for a while, but specifically the advances in generative AI is what caught the public attention and demand. So it definitely is a, is a natural evolution that is turning into a revolution, I would say. And if you've attended Dreamforce, which I know you did, it's it was all about AI at Salesforce That's for as sure. well. And I think for ISVs is going to sooner or later be a challenge because if it's so easy to implement AI features, I can imagine that it's going to be sooner or later like App Exchange can be filled with applications which are just taking this AI via APIs and delivering a little bit extra value to customers. But how ISVs in this case can kind of differentiate themselves from competitors and like how to secure that you are really providing value to your end customers? Yeah, so I think there are different, it really depends on the type of the product that ISVs are bringing to the table. First of all, it's a no-brainer that it is a survival piece. So any, I'm sure most of the ISVs are already thinking through to find ways, if they're not already leveraging AI, they're at least on considering it on the roadmap for sure. But if Adapting is the first step, and that is universal and global. But once you make a choice on leveraging AI or incorporating generative AI specifically, 
into your product as an ISV partner, then it comes to the uniqueness or differentiation. It's we're in an interesting place where Salesforce is providing a lot of innovation on the platform itself, where that ISVs can take advantage of along with other customers of Salesforce. And as an ISV, it's a decision of what platform features, how do you capitalize on the innovation that's happening at Salesforce and what do you invest in that is a unique differentiating factor. Most of the use cases I've seen so far that ISVs are focusing on are more either to enable automation or personalization or providing more context on or generating content, making it easy for end users, saving time, improving productivity and efficiency in the sales support and marketing processes in addition to other business processes that they built automation on. One thing to keep in mind is that it will almost become for customers because we will start seeing AI applications throughout surrounding us. Customers will demand more of an ISP partner as well if that product is being considered in, into their organization. So that it's the use, your intuitive user experience and the ease of use does not become an after, after the math. It's not like a post MVP consideration anymore. That is the first step to keep in mind because of how do uh, customers are with the ease of use of AI products uh, through the rest of the That's platforms. That's interesting because Usually we are starting with identifying specific customer problems and pain points. Uh, and especially as you are currently out of consulting, so you can speak truly. Would you say that with the current state of technology, it can be beneficial for existing ISVs to change it a little bit, take a look on what AI can deliver and then ideate ideas how to implement it to the existing products? I do not think it's either R, Yakub, in this case, because, yeah, ultimately, your, your toolkit can be so powerful, but it has to solve a problem, business problem. But I think it's a parallel stream where you're trying to identify business problems you're solving for when you're coming up with product ideas. At the same time, if there, are, if there is a high impact, low effort, especially high impact, low effort wins that you can leverage from the technology stack to solve that problem, that is almost, that becomes a no brainer. So, I mean, coming back from consulting and also like right now, I'm obviously not in consulting. I'm on the other side of the equation with YouTube. It's balancing both the innovation investments into figuring out how technology can help and what uh, advantages does it bring and then marrying it with the problems and applications that you actually want to solve using the technology i think that has to happen in parallel mm -hmm. yeah that's that's very interesting and i'm now thinking that in many conversations i see that isvs have lots of fear about missing something so like if now it's so easy to implement some of these ai features and they are not proactive with this there is always a risk that their competition is already working on this. And then like the first person who is going to have this one specific unique feature can easily dominate the market for some time just because of being first with the like appliance of technology for some specific niche or customer problems. Do you agree with this? Yes, I do agree. Like definitely app exchange dynamic is going to be more competitive for sure. 
But on the other hand, it brings more value to the end users of App Exchange, right? So it's a, it's a good problem to have. But yes, I can definitely see a more competitive dynamic in that. That's where we are shifting towards in App Exchange. And that will so be for me. How to make it happen? And like the question which I would like to ask what is your recommendation in terms of spending your efforts on like building technology versus using technology. And on one hand, we can, of course, wait for Salesforce to make GA version of Einstein GDP or whatever is their current name. On the other hand, like many ISVs are currently trying mostly with OpenAI. What is interesting, some of them, and like one of our customers is like big tech company who deliver their own like large language models. So like we even had recently a requirement mm -hmm. that our app exchange package must utilize their LLM, not open AI, right? I suppose that with Google or other big companies, this kind of the requirements sooner or later can start to be just part of technical specification. So would you recommend to ISVs to literally wait for Salesforce or in some way manage their technology plans? There are definitely a lot of options available out there, right? Like if it really comes down to the size of the investment and the organization you are dealing with. So when you're choosing an LLM in general, unless it's a traditional machine learning project, which can be like much, much more expensive, if you're leveraging an LLM or if you're trying to invest in an LLM, the things that you would generally look for are the latency or the speed and the intelligence and how rich is the data set. And most importantly, Importantly, the regulations come from compliance, depending on which industry you're coming from. So based on those factors, the answer can be different for different ISVs, whether they have to build an LLM, they can look at what kind of data is being used to train and is that data set acceptable? And if there is fine tuning happening from end users as they're using their product, is the data being used for training the same model? Things like that, like having clear transparency into what data is being leveraged for what is very important. And again, like especially for highly regulated industries where compliance is top of mind, I do agree with you that there will be requirements, there can be requirements around which models can be leveraged and cannot be leveraged. But it comes down to looking at those facets of what is the latency, what is the context window size, how intelligent is the model, and what are the compliance regulations when it comes to the hmm. data sets. And you're thinking another interesting problem, because as ISP, you are delivering much more than just integration with LLM. So like then you are delivering some specific mm -hmm. value to your customers. If you are going to be very transparent about which LLM you are using, right? kind of closing doors for switching it demands, like maybe some sooner or later we will see that for some use cases, one LLM is just better than another. And then as the ISV pattern, maybe you should as well keep it kind of in secret to have a full flexibility for modifying the backend of your application. Oh, absolutely. You like which LLM and ISV partner leverage to build a product. It's really personal, the organization's choice, whether that is public or not. But what needs to be public to build more trust and to uh, showcase the responsible AI dimension is how the data is being leveraged, what data is being used to train and what the data set is. I think that level of transparency would help end users, but exactly which model you are leveraging, it's, a, it's an organizational choice. But there is always a huge benefit 
even though you are not disclosing an LLM specifically, at least how the data is being leveraged, that trust is the trust factor can be a different. Exactly. And talking about trust, and there is one topic which Salesforce is not speaking yet about, but what are your thoughts about the security review process? If Salesforce is going to have their own trust layer with all this anti-bias, hiding data and so on features, do you expect that sooner or later it can be kind of requirement for passing security review to have similar middleware instead of using just OpenAI API? As of now, I haven't heard any major changes to the security review process, but if but once we once there is this directional shift, because I've seen a survey from Salesforce where almost 90% of the ISP partners said it is something top of mind for them, and around 60% said they already are fine-tuning their roadmap to incorporate Gen AI into their existing ISP applications. So with the push, I I mean I can only predict safe harbor user mind, not Google's, not Salesforce's, not Code Sciences. But yeah, there's a very high possibility that probably there may be improvements to security review process to cater to growing needs of generative AI applications. Exactly. It's just prediction as well. I I would love to know answers to this question, but probably nobody knows it at this moment. So Krishna, we are speaking mostly about LLMs and generative AI. And I think it's quite a good question to ask, is there anything else which you really seen adopted? Because we know that especially in Salesforce ecosystem, there are many other AI tools like prediction builder, voice recognition, image recognition, and so on. So like thinking about this 100 app exchange mm-hmm. apps, which you more or less seen or supervise, have you seen any of these features like being heavily used by ISVs? I did, I did. But also like before more, ad- there are apps out there that came much before all these advances, especially like the recent innovations in LLMs became public, there were like more targeted apps that was around predictive analytics, image recognition, sentiment analysis, etc. So for those that leverage traditional NLP and machine learning technologies, this now, yes, I did see that being leveraged by users, those apps did exist. However, it's time for reinvention for some of them with to take advantage of the latest advances in technology. That's for sure. And you touched uh, even a little bit different topic, which I thought, because I as well have spoken with people from ISV's companies when they have like 700 highly skilled engineers doing a heavy computer science to build their own artificial intelligence. And it's totally different scale, but I'm Mm -hmm. rather curious, have you seen, for example, adoption of the standard Salesforce technologies like Prediction Builder or Image Recognition as part of AppExchange? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So the, the technologies that Salesforce offer, yes, I did see that, especially mostly on... I've seen that mostly on the customer side than ISP partners building on top of it. Okay. That's, uh, I, I believe as well for OEM partners, it can be quite interesting because then as part of your current offering, for example, prediction builder is available in this freemium model that of course, number of predictions are a little bit limited, but not many people utilize it. And even for one custom object, it can be a nice way to a little bit improve the capabilities of the application sometimes, right? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So talking about all these benefits with AI, I think it's important to as well keep a problem of biases and all these ethical guidelines in mind. Do you think that literally yes. as part of the roadmap, ISVs should proactively think about this? Or we can kind of make assumption that if we are using technology coming from another vendors, then there is vendors' responsibility to mitigate these problems? Well, yeah, there is a certain level of vendor responsibility, but ultimately it all comes down to, again, like the data set and application that you're trying, the problem that you're trying to solve as an ISP partner, right? And I mean, any implementing AI is obviously not without challenges. And there is certainly the ownership on the ISVs when they are incorporating, whether or not they're building their own LLM or leveraging vendors' LLM. Obviously, when you use a vendor's LLM, there is a certain set of ownership or some things that you will get out of the box that you don't have to worry about, but still the ultimate ownership on ensuring, taking care of the ethical challenges, compliance challenges, data challenges, and also technical challenges, that ownership still lies with ISV partners. And it's a great learning experience if this is the first time the ISV partner is considering or embarking on the I think as well it can be a nice experience when first time we are trying to sell your application to some enterprise level customer who have a heavy on uh, valuation process and they ask you exactly this kind of questions about your app and then you have to make sure that you know these answers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there are risks, of course, like with the technical challenges, obviously, ISVs need to make sure they have necessary technical expertise. They may have to invest in new tools and resources and there are data challenges. How do you train? How do you make sure data is clean and reliable? And again, it comes with a huge investment, especially if you're building your own LLM and all the complaints and ethical challenges. But obviously all of these can be mitigated, right? The upside is huge that you can, for example, if for technical challenges, you can partner with experienced AI developers who's been there, done that, so that they can avoid some of the tech challenges and tech debt. They can use pre-trained AI models, like you were saying, where there is some vendor responsibility there. They can invest in data collection and management if they want that level of separation in training and they can consult with. Salesforce also is putting out quite good material out there on responsible AI, ethical AI, and obviously like your partners with ISV partners have support system within App Exchange team and from Salesforce to ask to ask for to gather more information and and obviously, outside of that, there can be consultations with legal and compliance. That's for sure. So as we are close to the end of time, my last question would be about speed of development, because the big part of the last wave of, of AI was prediction how it's going to change work of software developers. And I'm curious, like after this few months, mm-hmm. how it looks from your perspective. Is generative AI and all this new tools literally something what already changed the way how your development team is working? Do you see it as a real game changer or rather it was lots of noise and nothing specific came out? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot that 
that there's a lot of advances that that are made, especially when it comes to developer productivity and software development lifecycle. Even obviously, like Google has a lot of publicly available information on that can be like a learning path for developers who want to learn more about Gen AI and LLMs and Salesforce also announced at Dreamforce, there was a lot of emphasis on Einstein for developers where you can have your Visual Studio code, you can leverage these plugins where you can give prompts that will automatically generate methods and classes, and you can also run code analyzer and you can give feedback back to the model to say, okay, like next time, do X instead of Y or always have enforced sharing when you're coming up with, when you're generating a piece of code or writing a query and things like that. So where the collective Salesforce developer ecosystem can also train the model to be better. So that that developer productivity definitely on how quickly someone can get a jumpstart on writing up writing code app is definitely helpful and it's not just apex and javascript like there are also outside salesforce or multiple other tools out there that allow this and support this where you can have you can generate code based on prompts and then but do you think it's realistic to expect that sooner or later ai will be able to entirely replace developers (laughs) it definitely increases the productivity again like it's not perfect. There is always the contextual knowledge, business domain knowledge, and the best practices, for example, even though developers can leverage the jumpstart to come up with code, they're still fine-tuning it. That is the reality today. And there is still manual code review in spite of, in addition to all the static code analysis, et cetera, because that's where the business domain and contextual knowledge come into play. And that's the, the senior engineers bringing their expertise and best practices knowledge to the table that will continue. And I think it's a perfect way to close the episode with optimistic accent that probably we are not going to lose our jobs so soon. Thank you a lot for having time for us and sharing your insights with our audience. Thank you so much, Jakub, for having me. Really enjoyed this chat. Thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of AI Innovations Meets App Exchange. We hope you enjoyed the insightful discussion and found this episode valuable. To stay updated on our latest episodes, be sure to sign up for our newsletter and never miss a beat. If you have any questions or want to engage with us further, we'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Until next time, keep exploring the exciting world of AI and app exchange.